What the hell is going on? Plot chat Overwatch episode 67. It's not 67, right? 67. It's not. Is it? No, it's not. I think it is. Which one is it? No, it's 67. It is oh. 67. Johnny's in a funny mood today. He's been making jokes <laughs> yeah. all day. Johnny. If you actually knew, we just made it up. I just wanted to uh, see. No, Johnny wasted all his good jokes at the first uh, 30 it's seconds of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm collecting oh, mugs this humor. episode. That's why I've got you three on my show. <laughs> nice. Mm. Just a couple of little comedians sat on the right hand side of the screen, aren't they? Yeah, it's because uh, they come mm. to the left side of the screen for all the hardcore analysis, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, what you guys been up to then, eh? It's been like, what, a week? Yeah, <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> I, I, feel like I, I feel like I play games of bread every day. He's like, oh, what you been up to? Like, oh, no. I like to find out what games. my friends are doing, you know? I like to see what's going on. We're celebrating Christmas. It's like it's like being on a bloody call with my parents. They ring me up like once a week and they're like, oh, what have you been up to? Like, mom, I'm stuck in the same purgatory that I have been in for nine months. Yeah. I haven't done anything. I ate a new cheese. I ordered some new cheese from Ralph's. All right. What did you do for Christmas? What did you guys do for Christmas? Cooked a bunch of food, actually. Did a oh, bunch of like proper dinners. That was nice. nice. Yeah, cooking is a big thing in my life now. I'm really channeling this boomer power now. Oh, that brand has. Short in video, yeah. Kurt, you play it of my dinner. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, you made you a turkey. Brand made right? a turkey. Did you yeah, actually? I, I cooked up a storm for Christmas, and we did a little charity. You're also show dressed as, well. as a Christmas elf. Huh? You were dressed as a Christmas elf with jaws. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh my god! Wait, where am I? Okay, here I am. Uh, I got a bit confused for a second. Uh, I'll put it in the live chat channel. There you go. Um. Yeah. So this is my my Christmas wow. dinner that I cooked. Oh, this <laughs> why'd is you I serve it on a Why'd you serve it on a pool table? <laughs> oh my! Do you want uh, Do you want audio with this or no? No, no. You don't have to do audio. I can. Uh, oh, you, okay. You can just point it out what I cooked. You know. Um, yeah, so I spent my morning doing this and I did a charity stream afterwards as well. My community raised a bunch of money for the Trevor Project. It's all very, mm. it's all a good time. Um, and I very got good. blackout drunk and decided to play Sekiro. Um, I saw that. that was did you stream that? Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Were you actually blackout drunk? At the end, yeah. I had a whole bottle of wine. I was just sipping away out of the bottle. Yeah. God, that wow, looks fantastic. That's a, that's a nice looking bird you got there. Mate, I, I, so I bought two turkeys to practice cooking one the day before. <laughs> and Was it uh, worthwhile? Did the practice turkey pay it off? It did, yeah. It came out, came out like significantly better, I would say. But when I ordered the two practice turkeys, I, was, I wasn't intending to order two big ones. Um, but the, the lady who did my uh, Instacart order, she replaced uh, one of them with... Um, she the, the the smaller ones weren't available basically, so she replaced both of them with these hefty chunkers of birds. <laughs> so now we've got about five months supply of turkey in the fridge because there's no <laughs> Do you chance even like turkey? Huh? Do you even like it, turkey? Um, it's okay with with gravy and and cranberry sauce. I think. What the hell are those? What are the so, little ball things? Yeah, what are those? So, those are roast potatoes. 
No, they're not. You add roast potatoes in one of the other balls. What are those tiny little dough ball looking oh, things they, in the top oh. right? <laughs> so does Kurt want to explain? They're just vegan chicken nuggets. Yeah. How are they? How are they? They're not. They're, what are they? What are they made out of? You can't have Soy. vegan chicken nuggets because it's vegan. So uh, what are they? They're just That's vegan a new nuggets. Thanksgiving side. Celebrate twenty twenty. Puddings. I made one of those. Oh Yorkshire wait, puddings. you made Yorkshire puddings? Yeah, Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> For a second, I thought those were those were shrimp cocked. I thought those were uh, fried shrimp. Is it that hard? Very circular. No. Yeah, Yorkshire puddings what. are very simple, and also I love that you call them Yorkshire. Like like he like he's a <laughs> hobbit, and he's creating yeah. little hobbit food. What is it, Yorkshire? <laughs> Yeah, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yorkshire, you had to write the first one. <laughs> I don't know why you spelled it wrong. It's always the E, like, uh, never mind. I get it. I, nice I made chicken. the same mistake, yeah. and, I and I was ridiculed exactly the same way. <laughs> did you say that the the practice turkey came out better? It did, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I was... So it's the way with scrim results, isn't it? Your scrim turkey is always better than your max <laughs> scrim turkey. The scrim turkey wasn't better, though. In this case, the official turkey was better. But I, oh, was I, it? Yeah, I put together this nice. little platter, and it was, uh, it was, it was all, it was lovely. We had a lovely Christmas dinner. We sat down for it. I was playing UK Christmas songs, which I found out are not played anywhere mm. else in the world because all the Americans at the table were confused by the UK Christmas songs that were being played. We were not yeah. confused. They, were, they, they were sounded, confused. they sound just like every other Christmas song. Very confused. <laughs> yeah, they're just. I introduced my girlfriend unfamiliar. to uh, the Swedish Michael Bublé, and uh, <laughs> apparently they just like copy. Is it is his name Michael Bublé? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so. yeah. Very Kaboom. popular, like American Christmas song guy. And then they just copy him and make like their own Swedish versions and Danish versions and you know what have you not. And uh, yeah, they're just a ripoff, but it works. Oh yeah. Mm. And I, I'll tell you what, when I was cooking that meal as well, I'll tell you who was with me every single step of the way. Who? Jesus. Oh, you're already, well, Jesus, of course, but then you already know it was T-Mobile at the same time, you know. T-Mobile, oh. up oh, on my yeah. phone, recipes unlocked on my phone, at my disposal. Doesn't matter if the internet was blocking out because I've got T-Mobile's 5G connection on my bloody phone. So with 5G coverage in all 50 states, T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network and even better. Nova 5G signal goes farther to bring you closer to the Overwatch League and keep you connected to the game. So rank up. And take your wireless game to the next level with T-Mobile. Visit T-Mobile.com today. And to the people in the comments who keep saying, why does Bren always read that off of his phone? It's because I got the memory of a goldfish, okay? So stop ridiculing me. I don't, I can't remember things easily. I can't remember what I had for dinner today. I can't remember what we recorded last week. I don't remember if I was wearing the same clothes in the last episode. I think I might have been. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll tell you something you will remember. I guarantee you remember this because it pains okay. me days afterwards. You, the drubbing that you gave me in the Timmy tournament. Oh, I mean, my I've, God. Oh, wow. I've, I've never experienced anything like it. My uh, my, me and my team were in Mauled City. And we were just I getting was. taken... We were getting taken to town. Me and Jonathan got taken to town. <laughs> we were there, there, there was a moment starring. there in that final... Where after like three maps we were on Hanamura and I just pressed tab to like see what players were in what teams. And I was like, okay, they have Custa, they have Bren, they have Matt, and they have a Vast. And then I looked at our roster and I was like, why did I think I have a chance to begin with? <laughs> because we were obviously so much inferior. And that's not, you know, not, not, don't want to look down on like the Tim East or anyone. They just have so happened that they had Custa and a Vast. 
two legitimately good players and Bren who can pop off on DPS to go with it. And I just like, I'm not, a, I'm not a magician. Like I cannot transform Josh's roster into like an actual competitive grandmaster Overwatch League. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Roster. I thought you were the worst one on your team. Uh, that's okay, true, but that just—I mean—that just says more about your analysis more than anything. Oh no! Yeah. I mean, if anyone watched the game, they—they they, there's not a chance they were like, "Oh yeah, Johnny's really, really playing well." I—I uh, I thought Josh was really good. Uh, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. After the tournament, you actually discussed Sideshow's play, and now you bring it back. Yeah, Why no, I went, back, this... I went back and I watched, and I realized it wasn't really Josh's fault. It was just it your, your inability so your to initial create... analysis was wrong. You're, you're in, yeah, I think, uh, you know, going back and reviewing it, it was your just inability to create space, and stay you're a alive, live commentator. Uh, do damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just really your inability to do much of anything. Look, at uh, Look the clip we've got at the moment, I'm distracting 17 people on the other team, and I'm no, distracting no one on my team infamous, could do anything. The infamous Overwatch League player who's very good at distracting, of course. <laughs> Attention to the Attention yes. is a resource. And we mm. made the tactical decision to have, well, Bren decided to give me DPS so he could play yeah. Sigma. And that's I when think we decided. This was, oh, don't watch this. Off. Oh, don't watch this. I thought it <laughs> was very smart. Don't, who, is this oh, you? don't watch this. Oh, this God, don't watch this. Oh, my Bob God. Charlotte. Yeah, I mean. I'm making space for sticks to pop yeah, off. Where, you know? Yeah, where's Johnny? He's not making any space. No, I he's not making any space. the kill feed. I'll tell you what, no, though. That was Jasper. That was Jasper. The, the tank player on Team Bren yeah, uh, tweeted at me. Yeah, Connor Khan yeah, tweeted at me afterwards saying, saying uh, tank diff. So I think Yo. everyone was just trying to get into Johnny's head over the course of this tournament. That Connor Khan guy, though, was kind of clean on the ball. Yeah. And the yeah. reason that you signed him was because he came number one in Torbjorn Golf. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that's the beauty of the of the last Timmy tournament we ran was that it was just pure RNG in terms of who got the good yeah. team. My uh, and my I strategy, won the, I won the lottery. My strategy of uh, picking people with food names uh, lasted one round. <laughs> we didn't really go. We didn't really my go team that did not far. drop a map. Uh, Dude, uh, oh, sorry? the guy Moose on Josh's team was on. He was just yeah. This guy was correcting all day. There's yeah. not a chance this guy is a three K player. He was 3,200, but I think he's he, probably he 3,200 because he plays Genji in rank. Yeah, he's a Genji one. <laughs> yeah. He's got like 200, 300 hours in Genji, I think. Um, and that's yeah, it. I, I, don't, I didn't look at his profile. 3.2k, just one trick in Genji. Like, as soon as Genji's meta again, he's shooting up to top 500. Oh, yeah, that guy's yeah. a freak, yeah. And uh, you guys were kind of playing meta, so we, he couldn't really, like, play the Genji well. It was very hard to make it work. Well, we knew yeah. as soon as we, if we stopped him, we were okay. Yeah. Yeah, his DPS partner was letting him down a little bit, not going to lie. Look at Zoe pocketing Bob Trollope, hoping that he's going to do anything. Not a chance. That Bob got fucking shot. You have to give Bob Trollope fucking every resource on the map to turn him into an actual player. Otherwise, he's just kind of just walking around. Yeah. I, I will say, I do take some responsibility in this very poor finals because I still think to this day, that I should have beaten Josh team in, in round one of the tournament. <laughs> I am legitimately still upset that we lost the first round against Joshua's team because I had the better team. And if anyone watched that series, like we were playing well, we had, got four minute time bank on Havana. Josh oh, yeah. barely completed with like 15 seconds. We, we were supposed to, to win the one. We had to pull out the Bastion to try <laughs> yeah. and they pulled out into the, the game on Havana. 
Yep, they pull out the Bastion, and then in overtime, they got to point B, they got kind of lucky with it, and we had five minutes, because we added another minute, and they just won the very last fight, because the, the Reinhardt got a shatter. There were 2v4 on the card in the last fight on Havana. They got a shatter, then the Rhine died, and then their Genji got like a 3k, like he pulled out an EQO play. I, I swear to God, the last play of this map, Kurt, if you can forward to that, it was ridiculous. And I'm still upset we lost that one, and then on Ilios, they just yeah. kind of cheesed us it with the Genji. And uh, so I, re I really think we had the better team between these two. And had we won here, we could have stopped Sideshow of Look infecting the rest of the tournament. Okay, no, this is me. This is no, the, this this is is the enemy. He's incredible. This Fantastic. is the enemy. Uh, this is yeah. the worst play of the whole tournament. Uh, watch watch this. Yeah, this watch is this. so horrific. This actually. is the worst play I've ever seen anybody. How can you always find the moments where I'm feeding? How do you do this? This is so bad. Watch this. Watch this. I was actually looking through your Twitch clips, and there's a worse clip than this that we missed. Look at this. It just walks into the how did these guys beat us? Look, look, keep keep watching though. I see the jump card and I'm like, oh, let's oh take it. Oh no, my team bails me out though. Look at Moose. He dives in front of me with the deflect. That's a teammate. That's wow. a teammate right there. And then I pop off and we win. Look at me. Look at me. I'm popping off, walking into mines and stuff. They popped a trance because you walked into a minefield. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I cannot believe we lost this for a game. It, so yeah, is, I take some yeah. responsibility here because if my team had advanced in this round, I think we would have had a battery grand finals. It's quite unfortunate. Wait, you it said really there's is. a worse clip, Kurt, on his Twitch channel? I gotta see this. No, the, um, no. It always ends in a roasting sideshow session. Custer picked into my team in round one, King's Row and Nepal, and he got full held on King's Row and 2 0 on Nepal. And then I played against your team, Matt. And you just pick the mm. exact same maps again. No, well, that was a vast team. I, I oh, was, well, I a vast team. They, you you team did no that. research into our team. You found out what... No, no, no. We were playing just, uh, uh, just oh, random God. games. What is this? Oh, I mean, this oh, is... Oh, yeah, this is... This is that. <laughs> in my defense, in my defense... <laughs> what? I, I triple blinked around to flank behind, right? To open up space yeah. for my team. Yeah, where's Johnny opening up this space? Oh, exactly. come off it. And I, I was fighting with them for a little while. You did that and, against... uh, you know, I died, that, that but finals, I distracted. Yeah, that was in was the finals. It? Yeah, he's I trying remember, to go... I remember thinking, oh, Josh has just killed himself. Oh, it's a 5v5, it's yeah. winnable. Because we were one yeah, down he's... in that fight. He... Well, no, I, I distracted to give my team the player advantage. 5v5. He no, I was distracting three your... people in the back lines. They they were literally fighting a, a 5v3 on the payload, and they they took them that long to get a pick. Oh. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I just need a better team around me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You've not only made fun of me now, Josh, but you've actually just se said that to your own Timmies. <laughs> Oh God! Like Look that's worst case scenario, emotion. shifting the blame onto your team with clips oh, like these. God. Okay. Well, we can stop talking about this. You know, and, <sighs> it's unreal. Uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not going to gloat whatsoever. You know, a humble winner. If anything, before we move on, Josh, uh, uh, Bren, I just want to say that a big thank you to everyone who signed up and participated. I, yeah. I, there were a lot of people who were upset that they didn't get selected to the initial 250 um, because they signed up and they were like, hey, I didn't get added. Like, what's going on? Just 
it was a, like the logistics just wasn't there to have 800 applicants and trying them out uh, in three hours. So maybe we'll do something different next time around. But a big thank you to the 254 combined tryouts and everyone who ended up playing in the tourney, you know, dedicating their entire Boxing Day. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who participated. Yeah, it was Great. nuts. I wasn't expecting 800 people to sign up. Very <laughs> like I, I thought we actually might be able to trial everyone. Uh, it, in hindsight, probably should have. Next time we make Josh trial all 800 people. <laughs> well, I will add, next time we'll probably have more time uh, to do stuff like this because it's kind of a busy part of the year for all of us uh, moving and Christmas. stuff. Christmas? So yeah. If we do it again and we do trials, you guys might actually have time to go through 800 people. Who knows? Josh can end Many me. Times. Actually end me. <laughs> 800 people playing Torbjorn Golf and Batiste jumping up and down and Lucio races and all sorts. It I was actually like fun. to see just like, like a Timmy battle royale where you start with like 900 Timmies and they, they just <laughs> battle down to one Timmy out of just, just all stupid games. Did you know just um, everything wait, just wait, wait. stupid. Sorry, go on, bro. I, was gonna I mean, say, that's you know, Fall Guys. has just implemented a battle royale mode. Whoa. Yeah, I saw that actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it works though. Maybe we'll use watch, right? That's awesome. third-party games to whittle down the competitors for the future. You know, mm, we'll run some yeah. GTA, yeah. battle royale lobbies. Why don't make... we just run a battle royale to find the number one Overwatch player? <laughs> what do you mean, like a <laughs> real-life one? No, we just put them into like Apex or Fortnite, <laughs> and then the winner plays Overwatch. You should make them play H one Z one. <laughs> we can yeah or maybe we can dig up the source files for crucible and and make them play that oh game. great idea the source files. <laughs> <laughs> i think i've still got copies of that game on my pc even though it doesn't exist anymore i don't know we might be able to work, work out something uh anyway i we was can, gonna we say can... um yeah what, on, what if we're next time we do mm -hmm. uh, a simulation of an overwatch league tryout so we have people sign up and then we become like coaches of timmy teams and it's just timmy's we're not playing, and we're gonna coach them to uh, craft the best Timmy team, and then we no, we're, I, I don't know, no, fuck it. That no, was I, idea. I like this no. idea. We almost <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's let them challenge Boston Uprising or something. It's like, no, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, there's a jump, isn't it? Yeah, we I mean, take teams ridiculous. on the wrong wings. Uh, what if we got a Platchat Open Division team? How uh, <laughs> how how bad is like the AI? Because uh, what if you did a, an event where it was just one Timmy on each team, and then it was just a bot that just filled up the rest. <laughs> five hard Overwatch bots and a single five hard Timmy. Overwatch bots. The game is Spot Timmy. the Timmy. Spot the oh Timmy. Oh my god. The, uh, the bots on easier difficulties, their bullets intentionally miss. Like, they don't do any damage. Mm -hmm. It's, uh... Yeah, I, I think if you had the hardest bots and some under 500 SR players, though, it would be possible to create a fair tournament. That, that's just, that's very mean to those players. Is it? I mean, under there are some... There are people under 500 SR? Yeah, it has like the little yeah. crocodile face and then 500 because it doesn't want to tell you how bad you are. Yeah. I've seen some VODs. There are like people who play Soldier and they like crouch down in a corner like it's Counter-Strike. And they, <laughs> you know, hang around. It's, and then yeah, it's quite them, cute so. though. I, Look, here's an under 500 SR player right now. Oh, his, name yeah, is, yeah, yeah. his name is Avast. Avast. I mean, he absolutely <laughs> slapped I think we're going to mispronounce that. And, yeah. 
just ended up with the regular name. What about, is this where he gets the 2K? I think it is, isn't it? This is no. Dude, what about my Pog Champ Deadeye? We yeah, we don't need to watch this anymore. Is this where he gets the 2K? I actually can't remember. Yeah, oh, just oh, never mind. No. See, well, okay. Under 500 SR player. <laughs> anyway, let's move away from the Timmy tournament, okay? Yeah. I won. I'm the champion. My team was very good. You know, rest in peace to all the players that we had to kick off so that Matt and Avas could join. Um, you know, you took us to the finals. What can I say? Godspeed. London is a city in England. And they have signed some players. They've announced some players, and they've rumored to be picking up. Actually, more. I don't think they ha have. They announced anyone? Oh yeah, they have. They yeah, announced yeah, Blase. one. Yeah, yeah. Blase. Blase yeah. is announced to London. This is an interesting pickup, isn't it? Uh, it is. He's. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, Blase always kind of like overlapped in terms of roles when he was playing for the Outlaws when it was him and the Hydration on that team. Um, this. I don't really know what to make of this team. I mean, I think he's quite—he's a serviceable flex DPS player, right? Of course. But beyond that, we don't really know what the rest of the core of this team is going to be looking like. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, uh, with him on Houston, he never really got like a... I don't think his role really got fleshed out uh, sure. throughout the year. Uh, I think it was just really unfortunate how things kind of turned with him and the outlaws. But... Uh, supposedly he had good trials at like numerous teams. Uh, we, we know he's a skilled player. I think he just needs to find a spot where you know they're going to allow him to kind of play his game. So uh, hopefully that happens here with him on London. Do you guys remember when he played Doomfist at the beginning of the, the season and he looked like he was just fucking carrying the Houston Outlaws. Yeah. He, his yeah. Doom yeah. was ridiculous. I think if we had had more Doomfist been played this season... Blase would well be would be up there as like one of the players that we would class as like one of the best students yeah. that we saw. I think yeah. it was at that kind of level. My question is just which of his other heroes are at that level? Which has he worked on? Which is he going to, you know, be able to fit in with? And does he get an opportunity to play them? Like those are the questions for me. I think he's uh if you can get him on the right heroes, the guy looks sick. Yeah. I mean, there are some heroes he shouldn't play. I think a lot of people have a bad first impression with Blase because when they think of Blase, they remember those initial weeks of last season when he was put on the McCree, and it was just terrible. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. hey, Houston, yeah. why are you putting Blase on McCree when you have the likes of Dante, Linkser? Linkser yeah. was in a bad mental state at the time and didn't want to play at all. Um, and also, he's a bit of a shot caller, if I remember correctly. He's a bit of a shot caller, like an yeah, active yes. damage player that like, likes to roam around and call for the team and, uh, you know, uh, call the movement, etc. But I agree, like there are some roles he, some heroes he shouldn't play. But then when you put him on the likes of Doomfist, you can play the Farah, those kind of projectile heroes, I think that's when he really si uh, shines and, you know, he's had a good trial. I think he can be a good player for any team in the league and if he is one of those vocal like shot callers usually means that you're pretty confident in your tactics and strategy as well so even if he's not like a sorter he can at least contribute with like strategy and compositions and stuff like that on the bench as well i think he's a solid pickup yeah uh i i i like this pickup i i think you can like Josh said, uh, I think you figure out the heroes that he's good at and make him play those. Don't kind of force him into playing things like the McCree or uh, other things that you've seen him struggle on. 
just because you need somebody to fill that spot in the lineup. They need to flush this lineup out so he doesn't get put in a position to have to do that, to fill those roles that we know uh, he, he can't really fulfill at the Overwatch League level. It sounds yeah. like they are going to be surrounding him with a pretty consistent roster, though, because what all the rumors and kind of, I suppose, the uh, the post that the London Spitfire social media has been has been putting out. One, they put out a post saying, I'm, apparently I'm playing for them next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, two, it's it's been a lot of hinting towards essentially picking up British Hurricanes and bringing them up into, into the Overwatch League, um, which would be interesting, honestly, because for the longest time you've had mm. these, uh, you've had people saying, you know, contenders teams can always compete with the top of our, or contenders teams can compete it, it'll, it'll be interesting for a couple of reasons additionally on top of that you've got this idea of actually european talent coming in this injection of european talent which we haven't seen since i think season one owl yeah i mean you really haven't seen uh european talent i guess get kind of like the the same uh like you, you off season kind players. of rise or look at yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like we've from had contenders but never really whole rosters well inserted. the whole of paris came in the whole of paris came in in 2019 so that's that's yeah. the big one the okay. big outlier yeah, that's, to that's your claim the most there apt comparison i would say i'm trying to think of yeah because that that's the only team that's come in with like full here's a full sure. european team outside of that it was like a sprinkling of european players, players everywhere yeah, that were like the veterans that started in 2018. I think but... the reason the reason that didn't jump into my mind immediately, I think, was because in terms of the overall amount of new players that came into the league, EU was like one of the lowest percentage in terms of the regions that they came from. It was really? predominantly I can't Korean remember. off the back of that. I mean, we had 2019, eight new teams, and pretty much the majority of them being from Korea and little sprinklings yeah. of China and America, you know? Um this year well, the focus is, is always in on Korean contenders, right? Yeah. yeah. This year there's more well, I, I don't know about more, but it seems like there's more Chinese players coming in that are really uh, to be excited about. A shit ton of Korean players as usual, but there's only so far there's only one North American player coming in as a rookie. So instead like all of that has been European players for the mm -hmm. London Spitfire and for Paris Eternal. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm interested to see how it works out for them. And yeah, I think I think London have the chance of building a, a pretty good roster because the, the to me, to bring it back to Blase, the, the reason that Blase looked poor, I think, is because he was put in uncomfortable positions. And and the biggest reason for that is that they just didn't have the people they needed to play the other heroes. Like he yeah. was forced to play the McCree, for example, because they weren't getting the performances they wanted out of Linksa. And they valued his Blase's calling more than the perhaps slight increase in skill you would get from Linksa. Um, so the solution there is not like Blase needs to learn McCree. It's <laughs> build a team where he doesn't have to. Yeah. And I think that's what London looks like they should have for next year, actually. Okay, maybe they don't have the most skilled roster in the world, but they, they look like they've got a pretty well-rounded one. Yeah, at well, least from the, the at least from the rumors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I will also add to this topic. Um, before we move on as well, that Fisher was announced as assistant coach for the team. He used to coach uh, British Hurricane uh, as well in contenders. And Fisher, as we all know, has been around the scene for like forever yeah. since 2016. You know, he was he was here early. I, I think the first time I heard of him was like on Arcane Esports. 
in like early 2016 oh like that God. he was on a team with Cruz and stuff so yeah fisher's been around forever uh glad to see the guy in the awards league whether it's as a player or coach very happy for him so assistant coach for london which i think is good for him and too. that's that's danish fisher not korean fisher yeah for, right. for anyone wondering yes danish. there's probably a few people yeah. who are be funny. yeah Korea, Korean Fisher on RKN Esports in 2016. <laughs> with Fisher returns to London as the assistant coach. <laughs> Fisher, Fisher, uh, yeah. American podcast listeners. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce stuff either, and I get bullied. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I, I uh, sympathize with you. Yeah, Sash. I just can I get yeah. some bridges in the YouTube comments? <laughs> I feel like I just lost track of my life in a microcosm. Then, um, bloody hell, New York, Excelsior. Yeah. Oh, that's my foot. Because <laughs> tugging on the cable just screwed me up. The uh, the DPS line has been announced for NYXL. Feather, uh, Ivy, Flora, and Guangboom. Yeah, this is uh we've we've kind of like hinted to this because this has been rumored for like a very long time. I believe these specific players as well. Uh so that this is uh this is like not really new, but more like official news, I guess yeah. you would say, because we've kind of talked about like Feather and Ivy uh and Guangboom before uh for NYXL, but uh this is just like a continuation of this new rebuild where I thought Ivy was pretty good last year for the Philly Fusion. Uh, Feather has a ton of hype as well uh, coming in. So uh, maybe this is a just a younger, hungrier, more versatile DPS core than what they've had in the past. They're definitely taking risks with this roster, aren't they, though? Like with with the talent they're bringing in. As far as I'm aware, Flora has not really achieved too much in terms of contenders. Um, Yeah, I, I think, though, that the individual talent is... There. It's gonna pay off when you when you sign this many DPS players, you're almost guaranteed to have to find a, a at least two, if not three, pay off to a pretty good. You're level. gonna hit on one of these yeah. or two yeah. of these players, right? Yeah. Well, you already know that you've got Ivy. Right? Exactly. Like he's he's just yeah. locked in. And then outside of that, you would I think it's very unlikely that when you have contenders players that look good with a lot of potential in contenders that all three of them would fail. And it's even unlikely that two of them would fail, I think. It's it's very possible that one of them kind of flops compared to their expectations. Impossible to know which one it would be. Hopefully not Guangboon, so that they that they still have the um the kind of more long range hit scan taken care of there. But even so, I think the others are pr- pretty much flexible enough to be able to cover no matter who flopped. And that's even assuming that one does. Ah, yeah. I feel good about this DPS core. Did they New York announce... Excelsior. Sorry, go on, bro. I was going to say, did they announce Feather earlier than this? He, he no, was rumored for a time. long rumored time. Rumored for yeah, a very long time. Right, okay. He was the longest one. I didn't know that they were signing... Um, I haven't been keeping up with all of the rumors, so I didn't even realize that they were signing Flora and Guangboon. I only heard about Feather and Ivy. Uh, Flora, I don't think, was rumored. Uh, Guangboon uh, was. I believe Is we talked Fiora about him in an earlier episode. Uh, hmm? Is it Flora? Fiora or Flora? Flora, like Flora. Like I, no. I thought I heard Josh say Fiora. No, no, no. Oh, okay, Flora. I'm actually like the plants. Uh, who are yes? Would you consider like the most? Uh, well, what like Ivy? We know is like the most consistent. I guess is like your second 
player you're the most hyped about here like would be like uh feather i guess the, right the general or... consensus is that guangboon i think there's a lot of excitement around guangboon yeah as a player um uh, and i again, also think that he's the one that has to work really yeah because I, again I, I haven't watched as much contenders i'm not caught up on it i can only really go off of what other people are saying and the hype coming off of it from the other contenders talent and whatever else people seem quite excited for it but it, this is again like you were just about to say there josh like it's one of these players has to hit it's probably gonna have to be guangboon is feather their only flex dps as well well Ivy. Feather, yeah, yeah i mean Ivy, Ivy, what am i saying yeah, Ivy's Ivy a flex dps but also as well. flora and feather have both got pretty deep hero pulls from what i understand so okay I, i'm not even sure like how deep it goes because a lot of people don't get to showcase all of their hero picks in contenders too so just yeah. because someone plays stuff in contenders doesn't mean they can't play stuff sure. so that that to me is um like I, I know that flora has played a bunch of hit scan as well in the past but mostly i think flora i again i could be talking about my out my ass here as well because i haven't done enough fod review yet but uh, my understanding was that flora was mostly uh specializing in the like uh tracking kind of hit scan sure. instead of the yeah, long range yeah. kind of hit scan where that would be guangboon but who knows if like it, it he might be a nut in that as well and i just haven't watched the footage yeah right. you also have to consider right that just like with the overwatch league even in contenders there are metas and the players have to adapt to them and sometimes you're forced onto heroes that you might not like uh, playing that much like sometimes you gotta do the blase and be like hey i guess i gotta play my Kree, right that goes for contenders too like in the goats meta there were some players who just didn't weren't like the greatest Soria players you know they came from damage roles and they just couldn't adapt properly like that happens sometimes so just because you play a hero in contenders doesn't necessarily mean that it's in your pool you really gotta judge based on like what they pop off on or like showcase like some specific highlights on and then you know for sure but trials just say way more about a player than contenders and footage can really do. Is it, uh, would it be fair to say that the, like, if you're looking at, like, all the contenders players that have come into Overwatch League, like, the highest success rate is, like, hitscan DPS players? Like, that they have, like, some of the easier transitions? Yeah. So like, we've seen, like, rookies? Oh, yeah, Ant come this, in and uh, Shred, you know, uh, Edison's come in and played phenomenal when, like, Vancouver came completely into the league. Like, uh, you know, the, the, they had yeah, uh, my, the strong hit scan. It's like, my I think it's flex supports. I was going to say flex support too, yeah. Flex support? Yeah, I think flex support every, every rookie flex support that's come in has been better than, like, the currently existing crop of flex supports. Like, every year, the rookies are better than the existing players. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's the role that stands out to me when it, when people say rookie talent. I think what's actually happened is the impact of a hit scan lessened over the years. As the great Brennan theory. This is mm -hmm. my theory that I've mentioned so many times, but I think the impact of hit scan players gets lessened over the years as the teams improve, as they get better positioning, abusing, punishing, you know, positions, giving uh, less and less of a window of an opening, such that I mean, I feel like. Your ability as a hitscan player is, is essentially enabled by your team's success, you know? So as long as the team is working well around you, you're going to have these moments to hit your shots and you're going to seem like you're, you're succeeding almost. Or it's also a role where I feel like you can have those pop-out moments and it, it seems like you are the one shining example in your team despite the rest of your team not doing very well. Best example of that being Jerry, isn't it? 
I think. It's sure. like where he had these moments yeah. of brilliance that made him a fan favorite. The whole team was still wank. It's just that you get to see hit scan more so than any other role. It's much more flashy. Um, but I feel like as I, you I get think there's some outliers, though. I think in general, I might agree with you, Brand. In general, definitely. You know, if you look across the average of the league. But then you have some outliers like Anz, who's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm setting world records in yeah. uh, first kill for San Francisco Shock yeah. by just getting like. 30 i'm just i just made 30 percent up but it gets like 30 percent of just like first eliminations just like oh you know just getting uh setting up fights six versus five every fight for the show yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. playing i mean really when you, when you really think about it like a lot of the rookies who've come into overwatch league have been like extremely successful yes it's crazy uh, how like, good rookie like you, talent in hours. yeah like the 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 uh, hit to miss ratio is very, I feel like, more in the hit mark than than miss. I think mm. it just kind of speaks to how much talent there is outside of uh, just the you league and I think the inception there. of the league. Huh? I think if we listed out all the rookies from one year to the next and measured their performance in that year, we would find it to be pretty even, I reckon. Well, right, but I don't think that's the, that's the high the impact. Though, yeah, that's the not the interesting part to me. The interesting part is that in most other esports, rookies can't immediately come in and dominate it takes mm -hmm. time or like you have to be with some serious veteran and develop your game a lot in overwatch rookies come in and immediately pound like not all of them sure. do of course there's some hits and some misses but the ones that hit are like up at the top of the table right away They're, they could be mvps i mean jonak was mvp first season we had haxal had arguments to be mvp in the second season alarm could have won mvp this season as well yep. all won rookie of the year obviously but there's always like a crop of rookie talent that's in the S tier every single year. I think though it's uh it's interesting because not many other games, I think like Valorant will probably be the only other game that kind of has to deal with a little bit of it, but like at the start of Overwatch, think about how many players who were professionals didn't really obviously like start with Overwatch, right? They kind of just took Team Fortress 2 skills or skills from other games and kind of transitioned. Yeah. I mean, and then overwatch players have kind of like developed over time like it, the as is, these i was just gonna say the, th the cool thing about overwatch is that there's not really a game like it even tf2 which right. is the closest comparison exactly yeah was is very different when it's played at the pro level yeah. to overwatch so i think you saw this kind of this rise of overwatch players you i think you saw the the, the level of play the bar that we that we've been watching over the years has been rising at a slower rate compared to other esports titles but you see a lot more homegrown Overwatch talent as a result. Yes, and I think and I think those talent though, like I mean, thinking about years past, right? And just even before Overwatch League, where like if you were a hit scan player, like that's all you could do, right? Like the players now are just so much more flexible, uh, versatile. Even look at the flex supports, right? Like uh, I mean the the stuff that they're doing now, like you would have like it would have been unthinkable like from a flex support like two years ago. Uh, yeah. I think it's just the newer, younger players just kind of pushing the bar so far forward. I mean, it's it would be fun knowledge, to... right? Because it's yeah. like, you know, they, they just, the younger talent just have way more information and technology to work yeah. with. And that happens in every sport. Like, if you compare like 1950s basketball with current day, like, the, the resources were way different and like understanding of the game. And it just compounds. So there's way more like better knowledge like for younger basketball players today than it is for like you know decades ago and i mean that happens for every sport and every game but i do agree with bren that like overwatch is so unique that it definitely increases in a much more rapid pace than say counter-strike 
Because like Counter Strike, yeah. it's so defined at this point that you you'll have rookies that come in like is, is it like Siwo, like he's incredible, just like simple. You know, when these guys come in, they're just phenomenal, like brilliant mechanically. They're just godlike. But also you have like the veterans who have like they know the crosshair placement, they know the positioning, strategy, tactical, all of that, like the executions, right? And I think Overwatch over <clears throat> over time it will decrease like the amount of rookies who come into the league and just like revolutionize the way the game is played. But I still think that Overwatch is in a very early stage still of its age. And therefore yeah. we're seeing a very rapid turnover of the players. And I mean, that happens in every esport. Um, but I think over time, like five years to come, you'll have some proper veterans. Because I think actually, this is another great conversation. Um, we don't have to get into it, but like how it's hard to really attach yourself to a specific player or team in the league because there is so much player turnover. Like in most sports, you have those players who stick around with a club for like 10 years, or you at least have a player who sticks around in the sport for 5 to 10 years. While in Overwatch, we don't really have that yet because the turnover is so high. And I think in part, it is skill. And, you know, there's other factors involved as well. But I think we might get to a point uh, the next few years where we actually have some proper veterans who stick around because the turnover is way less. Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different conversation, but like I, I, yeah. I just don't think esports has players don't just stay and play with the same team for 10 years in esports like yeah. there's not really an esport that does that like esports is much more about following your favorite individual players and just people you find that are really sick at the game that are in the role that you play in or what what you what you kind of gravitate towards and kind of following and becoming fans of them right if they play for your favorite yeah. team that's great uh if they don't play for your favorite team you still watch and yeah and celebrate their are... great play there are definitely people in <clears throat> in other games that have been veterans for ten years. People you associate with a brand, game. yeah, yeah, or, yeah, and some people that have been with the same brand for like three, four, five years. Yeah, I, I think we are only just going to start to see that now. Like the, yeah. the the players that we have. See, the weird thing about this as well is whenever we talk about, oh, the, you know, Overwatch is finally kind of growing into itself as a league. Like, we're getting these veteran presences. Overwatch 2 is on the fucking horizon. Like, that's going to change the game. We don't know how much it's going to change the game, but it's going to probably be pretty significant. And we don't know whether, like, the veteran talent's going to hang around and be able to still be at the top it's I, it's I think that's another reason though why you see teams stocking up on like younger just like very hungry players because yeah. whenever that time comes like these are the players you expect to hit the ground running and really kind of pick up everything new and whatever comes with it and, and really excel right uh where i think you look at how some of the old, uh, older players kind of are like i think your kind of hope there is that uh, a new game with a lot of new features and whatnot uh like re-energizes them to kind of get this drive that some of these younger players have i think the, the same younger token, players though are the, the safer bet to just kind of know you're gonna like really grind and go go crazy at the same token though i do agree with you that younger talent might be best going into Overwatch 2 if you have that kind of like long-term future yeah. sense but at the same time when Overwatch 2 comes out, there will probably be like a big rush to Overwatch 2 because people will come back to the game and they'll be like, holy shit, it's Overwatch 2, you know, let's try it out. You know, so we'll probably have a boost of Twitch viewership, uh, people tuning into the You'll Overwatch have new League. Players. Yeah, we'll have so many people coming back 
And if you have an established personality on your roster already, that is going to help your marketability so much. You can say that, hey, we got the youngest roster, tons of talent, all that stuff. But if you have the likes, let's just say sure for like coming into Overwatch yeah. 2, tons of new players, tons of new Twitch viewership. If you say, hey, we have Sure4, one of the biggest personalities on our team, that is going to be so lucrative for all those new fans oh. tuning in. Yeah. So I think yeah. the fact or you have someone these still around, players like could help you. Right. Exactly, yeah. Sebiolbi, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you see some teams, though, like, you know, they're, they'll they get younger players. Like, like, in New York, it's a perfect example. They get younger, but they also keep Jonak, right? Who's one of the, the facer faces of the league, uh, like a team yeah. like Philly, you know, they rebuild a bunch of times. They add a bunch of players. They always have Carpe, right? Uh, you know, they, yep. they have Poco as well. Uh, it looks like uh, Houston has kind of found that player with Dante, the Gladiators with Space, right? Uh, so you have a lot of these teams that have kind of found that <laughs> cornerstone yeah. player who yeah. will be there It'll and then be, just uh, kind of putting young talent around them. It would be pretty cool, actually, to do like, I don't know, video just looking back at some old Overwatch. Some like 2018 Overwatch, see how yeah, the game's developed. 2018 yeah. Overwatch, just going back and uh, and having a. Were you involved in 2018? Sadly, yes. Um, I don't oh. want to go back and remind myself of those years early on because better years, better years. The game I was mean, played on land back then. I hear. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. That's not the reason What's I'm sad. Team? I mean, I look back and I am just this absolute twink of a. Just they play you know, like a shaky little. Shake a little <laughs> chihuahua on the Shake desk. Shake like a shitting dog. Yeah, yeah, like a shitting dog on the desk. I don't want to go back and see that. I, I like how I've, how far I've came right now. Um, God, that'd anyway. be wonderful. I mean, that that's even more scary. You like how far you've come now. I mean, <laughs> that you're okay with where you're at. Yeah, post a post a comment in the YouTube. Uh, I was going to say description. Po- post a comment on the YouTube <laughs> video. Yeah, if, uh... Log into our YouTube and change the description. <laughs> <laughs> Post a YouTube comment if you think we should go back and review some old games, though. I think that could be mega fun. Yeah. yeah. If there's any old games in particular you want us to review as well, that'll be that'll be good. We'll check that one out. Let's guys. not review Rogue games. Let's not ruin my okay, legacy. We won't review Rogue. Stay away. Oh, my God. We, we want to no. pick games people want to watch, not 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 garbage. All right, next topic. Uh, the uh, My God, Matt. What's wrong with you? The, uh, what? The EU, uh, some players have been leaking stuff, haven't they, again? They've been spilling out some yeah. stuff, and it's not custom they this time. never. It's not custom this, this time. I think it was Mirror and Hawk. The, okay. The, it there's, and like Hawk? A Reddit, there's a Reddit thread. It doesn't have any names or anything. It just has people's voices. Uh, but people in the Reddit thread were saying that it was Mirror and Hawk. I can't even remember what those people sound like. So I, it's, so, it's so lost on me. Some undisclosed players. We don't know who it is. But apparently some information is that the EUL teams will be playing from home next year with high ping. Uh, now, I can imagine this is not, not because the teams are trying to cut costs as much as it is that they literally cannot get into the country currently because there is a new strain of COVID in That's what a lot I of assume. European I mean, countries. If, if me and Bren went back to the UK right now, if we had decided, oh, fuck it, we don't give a shit about COVID, it's a hoax, we're going back to the UK to have Christmas with our families. If we had decided to do that, we wouldn't be allowed back into the US yeah. right now. I think there's a there's literally a travel ban. Yeah, this, this is, I mean, Same goes uh, for Sweden. Who knows if this way. is even legit? Uh, we don't have. I mean, I don't even know this who the players are. Do but you want like, me to play the audio on this one, or no? I, don't I mean, I can hear it. Anyway. We can sum uh, it up. We can sum it up. Yeah, yeah uh, we can summarize it. But, but I, I mean, will say this: this. I'll be, listen, Matt. You don't need to get your shield out. I'll be the one to defend the Overwatch yeah. League here. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, the Overwatch League. 
has got some very, very intelligent network engineers on his team. And in terms of the routing from server to server and finding out how to mitigate a lot of the problems of going cross transatlantic, um, they have the right people to try and figure out a solution for this. And so before. <laughs> We haven't even explained the concept, Brian. If people haven't seen the YouTube video, they don't even understand what we're talking about. Yeah, explain because it. Because the, the idea, yeah. the basic idea is, the, the idea that the players are talking about there is apparently the idea that was used for the gauntlet show matches between the EU and the NA teams, which is if an NA team is playing on an EU server, the EU people are given fake ping to like make it even between them. So say you have 90 ping from, you live in New York and you're playing on a, I don't know, UK London server and you have 90 ping over there. Well, the people who live in the UK are given a, a like fake 90 latency in order to yeah. make it even between you. So you can't play on zero ping each, but you can play on 90 ping each. It'll make the game a little fucked up, I think, but it's actually, well, I feel like it's the best thing, case if, scenario. If you're, yeah, I mean, if the players are stuck there, there's really nothing else they can well, how do yeah you what else can you do well? i mean yeah i mean, yeah. Like, I mean I, it's either that or you just say well the orcs would have no play. reason to sign european talent i just yeah. kind of don't want to so, get into conversations where it's like yeah you know this european team only won because they played on 90 ping and the hit scans couldn't do a lot of damage so the tanks won the, the match for them because it's less aim de dependent and like do you, you think that would actually be an argument like jonathan can you put yourself in the position a couple months from now would you be making those arguments do you <laughs> think they'd be from broadcast no as I, uh, if i were to be representing overwatch league next year i would not I'm make broadcast. that comment on broadcast no broadcast. i'm talking absolutely I'm not in the plat chat and tell I me read it's timmy yeah absolutely Absolutely. I could see like the third most upvoted comment, not the most upvoted because there's too many sane people, <laughs> but like the third most upvoted oh, comment, you know, and it's like some muddy number, just like 29 upvoted likes or something like that, like third most. And it's, if, it goes yeah. like, yeah, you know, like we obviously have, you know, Carpe is not going to be Carpe, but we have Carpe on our roster, but he couldn't pop off because it wasn't comfortable on 90 ping. So instead they had freaking Ben Best just pop off on Winston because he doesn't have to aim and just like that becomes a narrative. Uh, I, and, I don't control. think you would That's see Reddit. That. That's how they work, Matt. That's how yeah, they work. But, have but you played on high ping? Seriously, though. I have. I, I've famously, think, we screamed right? Envy going into Atlantic Showdown. And because they were in NA, we had to scream on 140 ping. <laughs> From the small amount that I've played on high ping, which isn't very much, it seems like Overwatch's netcode is actually pretty good. Like, you can actually yeah. play on pretty high ping reasonably. Do I'll you do think you there's better. even an argument that playing on 90 ping each or 100 ping each it might be is better now? I mean, yeah, you're I mean, going do you to think have it's actually that mauled. bad? They're going I'll to do you one better. out of their minds. Of course they are. You know? I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. It's like playing, have... also like playing on like a wet soccer field. It's like there's listened... always going yeah, yeah. to be a difference, sure. you know? I have listened to Jake talk about the Overwatch netcode so many times in our kitchen <laughs> over quarantine. <laughs> so many times. And I, you take it from his mouth that Overwatch, in terms of pretty much most games, is in a way better position than a lot of other games in terms of like esports titles mm -hmm. to play on high ping. Uh, it's one of the only games that actually has some really solid lag compensation built into it, like where you can make it playable. Stuff gets janky when you're trying to play stuff like Doomfist. So, well, we were just talking up Blase's Doomfist, but I hope that uh, he's not playing across oh, the pond. Oh, God, yeah. But he is, outside of that, he's going to be on London. There we go. There yeah, it is. Outside and of now that, we've started their narrative. They'll pick it up. <laughs> They'll, they'll save it in their folder on their desktop. It's happening. Yeah, so... What, what is this? Oh, is this what is this? What the is this? Kurt just is a magician with these types what of things. What the hell am I even what looking at? What are we at? looking at? What is this?
The I mean, I can graph. see that the bars for Overwatch are very small. Is that good? Is small yes. good? Okay, yeah. Oh. So you can see in the bottom yeah. there that the red means longest delay. So if there's a the red bar, it means the longer the red bar, the longer the delay is. So like for gunfire damage movement to like really click in, I suppose. Uh, so it's only that's about Fortnite. It. Like it's only Fortnite that seems to perform slightly better than Overwatch, and even that is like but you can barely. tell that, like Overwatch is such a smooth game, even when you play yeah. it. Like uh, I know, you know Chelsea um, would play uh, from Australia uh, when when she was home and I was here and like she would play on the NA servers and she was like, obviously high ping, but she was like, it's not, not bad. Are you, like, are it's you not social like a, distancing with your wife now? No, no, no yeah. Social distancing. Uh, six feet apart. I, I'm in LA. She's in Australia. Yeah. It's social distancing. <laughs> uh, just trying to create more. We literally couldn't create more distance uh, between two people. Uh, do you want to no. know? Uh, do you want to know something interesting about why the Overwatch has got such good netcode? What if I said no? What would you do? I would. <laughs> I would literally tell you anyway. Yeah, I, do find, I, I find this quite well, yeah, interesting. What if, you, what if you offered me that question, but I just decided no? Nah, I, I, I didn't answer. really know. What do you think the answer is? Kurt? Wasn't weren't they coding the game to be an MMO first? Yeah, so so that's part of it. But um, a big part of the development team, I think, have experience with. Oh, it's just me. Oh no, everyone's no. back. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, really well. Nobody really wanted to hear the answer to this question. <laughs> Everyone just left. <laughs> Uh, a big part of the dev team, as far as I'm aware, have a lot of experience with um, working with netcode in video games, notably World of Warcraft. One of the major things that WoW had when it came onto the market compared to other games at the time, other MMOs, was that the netcode was so fluid that even with high ping, you the game still felt responsive and still felt good uh, in terms of like pressing a button on the UI, you'd seen your character react to it. They have a ton of experience with making sure that that feels good in a video game. Um, and a lot of that experience translated, obviously, when they were trying to make uh, Titan. This is all hearsay, by the way, not actually fact, I don't know. This is just my personal theory as to why I think Overwatch is so good. But in terms of any development team, like a company making video games, Blizzard, I think, has the most experience out of any developer when it comes to network infrastructure in video games. So that's part just, of the reason why Overwatch netcode is so good. At least that's why I think Thank so. you for coming to Brent's TED Talk. <laughs> I, th yeah, I think I, that's I quite just... interesting. I, it, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. it would be sure. really interesting if it was facts. But as it is, you <laughs> gave a disclaimer in the middle that you pulled it all out of your asshole. Okay. So it's, so it's, it's no, they made a serious video, you know, with the Farah toys and stuff, and they were like no. playing on the board, like, no, 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 they know you, their shit. But you can... This is the most ridiculous thing ever. Brent won't comment on a rumor of a team, but he will take eight <laughs> minutes of the show to, 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 to explain his conspiracy theory, which actually has potentially zero truth involved in it, uh, and peddle that. But he won't talk about a, a, a roster rumor. I think it has some semblance of truth. You have we'll no, never you know. know what, what is the fact that you would base that off Because of. I know that there are people on the Overwatch dev team that came from World of Warcraft. Yeah, and and I know for a fact that when they were developing World of Warcraft, one of the things they wanted to get right was the um, the network, the inputs, your your button presses mm -hmm. feeling like they're responsive, uh, and they put tons of work into the network infrastructure. Uh, that's this is where I'm deriving it from. It's not really coming from nowhere, but I am just Johnny's giving up. Okay, Johnny, um, yeah, Johnny. I mean, the the next uh, segment. Yeah.
I'm I'm done. I'm finished with this. Yeah. Let's this let's show all quickly. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, oh, the, 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 oh, what is that? Is that a dog? The little pupper. Get the dog. All right. Dude. What's its name? <sighs> Siri, the dog. Explain to the rest of the podcast why you have spent the entirety of the podcast ripping toys apart outside <laughs> the door. While I've been what? trying to record this, and now it's licking its bum. It's licking its bum while I'm trying to talk seriously to it. What is this absolute? This. Uh, uh, it's I, a cute dog. I, I, I cannot. I gotta show you. I don't want to see your dog's ass. Did he say I've got? To, I'm gonna show you, and then. Uh, yeah, I think he said I'm gonna show you, but I assume he means the ripped up pig the toys. Uh, the ripped I think up he toys. Oh, the toys. Okay, not the dog's bum. I don't. I don't mm. believe so. The absolute ferocity of this <laughs> oh beast. Oh my god! I don't even know what this is. It's, it's just a water bottle, isn't it? It looks like a water. No, bottle. it's just. It was. Oh, it's a it's a bark <laughs> toy. She oh, ripped it god. out of a bark toy. These are intestines of toys. Just just <laughs> cotton that you just ripped apart. What do you have to say to yourself, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Ah, yes. This absolute I, beast, speechless, ferocious speechless. beast, has just say. destroyed toys. And sorry, it's it's very it's very distracting. No, I appreciate uh, it. See you with the interruption. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what the heck are we talking about? The next Not one code. is is actually something that I put together. So we were light on topics, obviously, because we're like in the deep depths of the off season. So I thought it would yeah. be fun to go over a thread on Reddit that I found. Um, and it is people's predictions moving forward into the year. Oh. So I think it would be fun to just go through comment by comment, think, read some of these predictions, what we think about them. There might be some papagery, um, but we won't go too I, hard on them. Yeah, I I know that Reddit has very weird... Uh, I should have brought this up earlier when this was, was being floated as an idea, but I, I've just remembered that Reddit has very specific rules about like brigadeering or something. Oh, yeah. That if you bring up their names, they get pissy about it. So oh. if at all possible, Kurt, if we can like scroll to the point where their name isn't visible. Oh, that's not possible. Or something like that. I, I mean, uh, uh, or we can just read them out. We, you, we don't you, need the visual asset. Yeah, we don't need the visual. I can inspect element and delete all the names in like one minute if you want to wait. Oh, that could work. Heck yeah, let's do it. That yeah, sounds we fantastic. Just, uh, we don't want to break any rules. That's a good point, actually. I didn't really think yeah, about that. Yeah, because otherwise... Otherwise, otherwise, the plat chat, like some of the morons that watch our show, like, I don't know, Smex, will go on <laughs> to Reddit and they'll be like, oh, you thought that Houston was going to be bottom five. I'm going to, I don't know, send the spiders to your house in the mail. I don't, I don't know what they would do. <laughs> I don't know what they would do. Where is it spiders? Isn't That'd that what they horrible, do, people though. on Reddit? I don't know. Package tarantulas in I the boxes. I sent Josh a potato once. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I found that a fat spider in my room fan. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like a fat spider, like that big in my room. That's when not it, big. That's kind of big. That's massive, what? man. Sounds like it's a tarantula. It's like uh, <laughs> no, what? like half the size of this cup. It's pretty big. It, like, I don't it know would, what spiders you have in the UK, but in the, it would fit in the cup if it was sprawled its legs. Well, yeah, but so would uh, so would very small spiders. Small spiders would okay. fit in the cup even. A small spider would also that's fit a, in the cup. That's that's a very, very bad yeah. way of measuring the size Sorry, of a spider. Yeah, I don't really know then. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
but yeah, I, f I found it, and I don't like killing spiders because um, they they're, they're pretty. They're pretty good to have around the house, you know. They're just yeah. They don't really do anything. They're just they're just chill. Most of them are harmless, even though I'm I don't like spiders, but yeah, I I, I try and uh, try and scoop them up and put them somewhere else where they're just not gonna try and get into my bed and bite me. Um, yeah, that's it all I have to today. say about that. Yeah, did, right? thunderstorms. The thunderstorm was incredible. That's the it first was, time it was it's quite been... cool. The thunderstorm. Yeah, I like the rain. I like the rain. It's really nice. I like the rain one-off every now and then. You know, growing up yeah, in the no, UK, I love it. it it's great. Yeah, let's have more rain. Let, uh, yeah. I, yeah, let's move to Seattle or something. Oh, it's no. like uh, it's, it's Reddit, Reddit, Red Hot, Reddit Hot takes, and it's us talking about the rain and spiders. I don't know if I should make the timestamp further ahead or just like no, no, suffer. no, just, knows, just leave honestly. the timestamp as reviewing Reddit Hot takes, we, and we just won't open up Reddit at all. It'll just be God. us talking. Would they prefer this or us playing GeoGuessr? This. Nobody yeah, wants GeoGuessr. They would probably prefer Brent's player of the week and then uh, just just end. Uh, Josh, did you see the rain today? Fucking hell. <laughs> I thought I might have dodged can... this conversation topic. <laughs> we can just do Brent's player of the week instead of looking at the rain. No, 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 no. I've been these. deleting names for the past... X amount of time. <laughs> We're definitely names. doing this. We're doing this. Oh, okay. There are so Brent, many I, people that commented on this thread, though. I don't think I can delete every name. We'll just go yeah, through like the first chunk. Of you it. don't have sure, to yeah, delete yeah. them all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm ready. I, right. I, I, yeah. Let's go. What were you gonna say, Josh? We value. I was gonna opinion. say. Well, this this Reddit thread. I don't want to yeah. start the brigadeering early. But this Reddit thread says, what are your predictions for next season with very little justification? Which is basically asking for people's hot takes, right? Yeah, sure. And then the person says, personally, I don't know why, but I think Aztec will be a flop. I mean, the guy's <laughs> name is Aztec, for starters. <laughs> when they haven't even got the name right. And then, and, and, and then also, it just reads like they're trying to predict, I don't know, the, the fate of the... Like the fate of the threads, people, these, the Aztecs. These threads just—they make you want to just say something ridiculously dumb, just because, like, that's the point of it, right? Like, yeah, I agree. Like, they're not I to agree. really make a serious prediction, especially when the person who makes the thread uh, yeah. doesn't know the person's name that they're making a prediction about. <laughs> Chain uh, would be third in okay. APAC. To Why? To defend Wait, them. Where? To defend them. Starting yeah. with the Aztec thing, though, it may just be their phone autocorrecting, which that could happen. be it. That could um, be a totally good. Totally that's why good. people call me Bean all the time. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, I Jonathan? How are you, Jonathan? I get that all the time. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this, this moth nervous thing okay. is just a meme. Can I just so start by saying <laughs> this joke was not funny when it started? And it's, it's even less funny now for three months in. I know it's the off-season. Why did it start? I don't yeah, well, know. Because of a shock show. video. The comms, they were just like, hey, moth, are you nervous? It was like the Korean players, like, uh, moth, are you nervous? And it was like, I, no. They're like, Moth is nervous. No. Moth nervous. And yeah. it just, uh, yeah. I don't great. think it's funny anymore. Uh, well, thank you for being the police of comedy. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the official comedy ranking here, Bren. This isn't funny anymore. I'm moving on to the next one. Houston yeah. is going to be bottom five, although they have solid players. Wait, 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 wait. You've missed one in the middle there. Oh, I'm going off my phone. 
Oh, well, there's according to the screen, there's one in the middle that says Chengdu yep. will be third in APAC. Okay, I feel oh, like oh, that I, one I'm, deserves Okay, I've got to sort by best. Never mind. Okay. Chengdu will be third in APAC. This is, this is possible. Possible. Okay, so the APAC teams, you've got Shanghai, who've got Fate in the lineup, so you don't 100% know. Philadelphia, you've got Seoul Dynasty, who look like they should be improved. Then you have uh, Hangzhou, NYXL, Chengdu, Guangzhou. Yeah. Chengdu have picked up some really good people. Have we even talked about the Chengdu pickups? Yeah, yes. we, our knowledge Ages was so ago. lacking that we really kind of brushed over it. But here's the thing. Right. We are planning, again, on having team preview videos coming out pretty soon, yeah. which yeah. will be accompanied with appropriate amounts of research. So it won't just be us talking yeah. out of our asses. Um, yeah. yeah. That- I, I, I think it's pretty possible. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a world we could live in, honestly. It, it absolutely is. This one is. is a good prediction. If you're making a thread like this, this is one that's, like, kind of funny, but, like, on the outskirts of, like, well, it's possible. Like, it's not something, like, ridiculously dumb, right? Like, Wait, have we actually discussed Chengdu on the board? Yeah. What? I think so, yeah. I think we just did a player didn't... called Far Away in 1987. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. They're good. Did we? Yeah, you oh. may have taken an episode off or something. It may have been the one like Jaws. Oh, was that the, oh, uh, was that the episode I moved? Oh, that might have been the episode. I don't know. Everybody but me and Sideshow takes episodes off. We're always here. Yeah, I like to take episodes off. I, I still think that the Chengdu Hunters have got some holes in their roster that they... I don't know. I feel like they, they could have um, filled them a little <laughs> better than the... What the, the hell is going doing? on back there? I'm just... Never mind. Move on. Huh? Move on. Huh? Nothing to see here. Like the, the biggest question to me is just off tank, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it's the thing just... is, the thing is with Chengdu yeah. as well is you got to think if you are a Mandarin speaking player, um, and you want to go to a team where you're going to be playing with people who are in a similar position to you, you want to be playing presumably from China. Um, Chengdu is probably one of the teams you're looking out for the most in terms of the join. It's an attractive yeah. offer um, if you were to join Chengdu. And I, I, we, make this, we made this argument previously for Seoul Dynasty. We were like, yeah, they must, they must be essentially getting their pick of the litter for a lot of the players because they want to play from Seoul. Um, I don't know if that is still the case or if that even comes into account, but I feel like Chengdu should still be having their pick of the litter for a lot of the good Chinese talent. Well, the thing is, the Chinese yeah. talent is still going to be playing online no matter where they are, though. That's right. the thing. Like, sure. If yeah. you sign for the... Hangzhou Spark, for example, who picked up a bunch of Chinese players, then you're, you're still going to be playing from China. It's not yeah. like you're going to be, well, at least as far as I'm aware, who knows, but I don't think they're going to be no, uh, and, taking them to Korea. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen so many teams base in Seoul now that, like, if you wanted to stay in Korea, there's lots of different options, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I no, think this one, uh, this one could come true. I, uh, I think there's a possibility for it. The next one I've got yeah. on my list is, is, I don't know if it's the next one on the screen. I actually can't see it, but Houston is going to be bottom five. Yeah. I yeah. feel like this one is kind of justified, though. Because if you know Houston had lost reputation, you know that they're probably going to end up bottom five regardless what? of what talent they even bring in the first place. I feel like that's kind of just like, 
their brand now until it gets they... better. And it's the same for Dallas Fuel. Like if there was a comment that said like Dallas Fuel would be bottom five, I'd be like, okay, well that's a bit extreme considering they sound like all of them at Mystic. Yeah. But I, you know, it's like typical Dallas Fuel like cynicism at this point. Yeah, the Houston the bottom that. five though, I feel like it is that is a bit of a stretch considering the structural improvements they've got. Like this is the is, it is this the is this the first season with with Kuma as GM and with yeah. Youngberg yes. as well as an assistant coach, yes. like or uh, assistant head coach. I'm not I'm, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. It's like co head coach. Co head coach. Co head. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they've they've improved in the overhead positions. I think in, as well, like in terms of the structure and the way this team is going to be run. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and. They're picking up some risky pieces for sure, but I think they are on absolutely the right track to be doing better than bottom five. It's the a way is, better roster. Oh, yeah. Does does this commenter mean bottom five in NA or bottom five overall? Because if they're bottom five overall, I don't really believe that that's possible. No. I, well, sure. I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible. Yada yada. Don't clip this in the year when they're actually the worst team in the league. No, but, that's not how takes work, Josh. Trust me, that's not how it yeah. works. I know, but. It, bottom five in NA is actually still feasible, even if you're a good team. Because yeah. if you're at the bottom of the middle of the pack, you're actually a bottom five team in North America. Because there's only going to be... I mean, we don't exactly know how many teams are going to be split into, into the North American region. But let's yeah. say let's say uh, 13. Like it was... I think 13 was the, the number last year as well. That That means that you're, you know, just outside the middle of the pack if you're in the bottom five. I so there's a theorize. lot of good teams in NA. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams. Let's, let's theorize, okay? Let's assume Vancouver Titans probably below Houston. Boston Uprising might finish below Houston. Uh, well, Long Spitfire, or, Paris Eternal. I don't think Boston are a lock, though, because the Boston yeah. Uprising have got some rumors flying they're going to sign some more Korean talent, too. So Okay. I'm listing teams that I am assuming sure. are like could bet on could finish below Houston. Paris, so you, you have that, to bet on Paris and London. To be worse? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I and could Vancouver. see them trading maps with Houston's lineups. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I I think your money's got to be on Houston being in the tier of teams that's like Valiant, Atlanta, yeah. Florida, Toronto. But I think They're probably at the bottom tier, of that tier, though. I think that tier of teams that you just listed is comparatively worse to the better teams in the region. And I think that tier will be closer to the bottom than closer to the top. And yes, so I think yeah, some of those be. teams in that tier will be shafted and get a bad placement in NA because the top, the top half is so much better now. Yeah. It, the only thing that needs to happen for Houston to actually end bottom five in NA is for um, Boston, Boston to overperform expectations and for Valiant and Atlanta to overperform expectations, especially Valiant. Because Atlanta, you can see them pretty easily doing well. But if Valiant and Boston really step up, and like, for example, Piggy and Janu don't really perform at the top level, yeah, Houston could still absolutely. Uh, that's what I yeah. keep saying every time we talk about Houston, though, is that even though they're making the right moves in the right direction, they could still have an on-paper disappointing year. But that doesn't mean that they made the wrong moves. No, I feel that's for a lot of teams, though, in NA. Like, you, like you list all these teams off, right? Like, a, a team like Toronto with, like, their new roster should be pretty decent, right? But, like, it's so difficult, like, anything in NA. Like, it has to have somebody else kind of come down where uh, some of these good teams are going to finish, like, in your bottom five, right? Like, I, I yeah. think what we may see for North America, though, 
is that it's not like as lopsided as previous years where like your bottom team is like, you know, uh, two and 20 or some ridiculous thing like that. Like your bottom team may be a little bit more competitive than that. Uh, I think sure. this year. Yeah, yeah. We can move on to the next one. I think it, the next one is very fitting about the other Texas team, right? Yeah. The, uh, the Dallas cycle of torment will continue. Here we go. I How brutal cannot this see be. this really happening. But then again, I mean, the Vancouver Titans kind of exploded, didn't it? And that was a, okay, a great so roster. I, I think the most noteworthy thing here is that the person who made the comment has a Boston Uprising logo next to the name <laughs> so this is targeted harassment towards that base they, they to, be know. Like, to justify their uprising support just like hey yeah we're pretty bad we suck we're the boston uprising but dallas they <laughs> also have it bad and i can make fun of them because they're the dallas fuel and it's gonna continue so i can justify my uprising support okay i, I want to say this i'll say i want to pay thing... the cycle of misery so that he can bring it up on the screen so that we can see exactly where it would be going next. The thing that the thing that so I I mean the point of this thread is predictions with no justification. But to, to yeah. point away from the direction that Dallas Fuel are not <laughs> are not going to do this again is that the only way this team really explodes, I think, is if they if the players aren't happy, and it feels like the players are going to be set up to succeed more so in this season than ever before. Uh, and I know for a fact that. The, the problems with Dallas's past in terms of their rosters hasn't came from the, for example, the housing, the apartments, the facilities being poor. It's been from their inability to make mixed rosters work from like the communication aspect, which isn't a problem. They've right. just eliminated it completely. So this, this has always been the thing that's, that's got the Dallas view kind of hung up a little bit over the years. Yeah. And now it doesn't exist anymore. So I feel like the, this should be the season where Dallas will do better <laughs> sure yeah, but they're also is. one visa issue away from having an incomplete roster because they only have two tanks and i mean three supports i guess but still like if it's a less fearless like oh a visa doesn't work out or for whatever reason has to play with like 150 ping yeah. you know there's like some worst case scenarios where the roster like like maybe the back line isn't as good as we thought like maybe jexay and fielder like they can't really make it work maybe rappel isn't as good you know like i'm looking at this with like the most cynicism possible how you could see yeah. it falling how apart i could right? see like... it fall apart right and there definitely is like a path but it's just not feasible it's just the thing not... is this Possible, this cycle of misery will not continue. And the reason is I know it's going to get broken up, miss playoffs. Because last year the playoffs just included every team. So the the the, the chance of Dallas Fjord not making the playoffs is it's impossible. The cycle must be broken oh, yes. this time. It must be. Also, this cycle says Fuel make compelling roster moves. There's no way we lose with this team. If you have ever looked at the Fuel roster since season one. Okay, in season one, you can be completely forgiven for that because it was brand new. Like, we didn't know how good the Overwatch League was actually going to be. People did expect the Fuel to win. But in 2019 and 2020, nobody looked at the Fuel's team and said that they were going to, like, no. win the league. This is the only year where you look at them. Since 2018, this is the only year where you look at the Dallas Fuel and you say, they've got a good shot of making it deep. Not just... Not just being okay, they've got a good shot of making it deep. So yeah. if they if they miss the playoffs, if they actually wet the bed and miss the playoffs, I mean this at this point burn the franchise to the ground. 
you, you can't win. It's impossible. Like Hasra should just sell it to whoever's paying. It's it's cursed. You have found a witch somewhere who has cursed your franchise. <laughs> yeah, anyone who kind of thought they would be a, a winning franchise, like anyone who thought their roster outside of like year one would be a team that could like win the league, I think was just kind of lying to themselves, right? Yeah, uh, there's also a lot of it, fans who they don't uh, like that. They're, they're, in terms of like knowledge of thinking about the game quite critically, or like the amount of games they watch, uh, isn't quite there. So their their understanding is it just is it's based off of how many retweets the Twitter announcement gets. You know, that's what they're basing the success <laughs> of the future of their team. I think in some cases. So uh, yeah, uh, I I can't see it happening. The next one is talking about the Washington Justice, and it says they won't be as good as people Ooh. think because of their coaching staff and support line. Firstly, you can't really make speculation about the coaching staff unless you've heard something from the players themselves, or you you know that there's like tangible impact. I suppose you're, you're kind of just speculating because uh, a lot yeah. of it is behind the scenes. The support line, I maybe. The the more I think about the justice, the more I'm confused as to how good I think they really are. Yeah. Um, the what concerns me is their support line and their DPS like trio. I'm not concerned by the coaching stuff. I don't know why this person's got it in their head that the coaches are going to be bad. Yeah. Because from what I've seen. It seems like, okay, this isn't going to be a transformative coaching staff. I don't think we've seen Supreme or Hokery actually transform a team. I don't think that's ever happened before. I could be wrong if someone has some specific example in the comments or something, but I, I, I don't think that this is a bad coaching staff. Plus, they've also picked up the former coach of O2 Blast, who did a great job with that contenders team, from what I can see. And yeah, you never quite know what the coaches are doing behind the scenes, but if you've got a team that does very well, overperforming expectations, especially in contenders where the coaches have more room to like develop their players, I tend to weigh that a bit more. Sure. So yeah. I, I actually, I think Chilwa could do a pretty decent job with certain players on this team but also most of the players on the team don't really need improving like they that. just need yeah, yeah they just need a, a system that works for them i mean I, I i i even have some worries about the dps line we all know decay is fantastic i voted for him for role star because i yeah. legitimately think decay is like a franchise changing player right and we saw that in the playoffs even but then you have Tuba and Jerry to compliment him. Like, yeah. I could see that not working out as well as people think. Then you have the support line as well. The tank line is obviously stacked. I mean, yeah. come on. You have yeah. Mag, Fury, you and can't Ria. Argue with the That's going to be stacked. That's going to be It's insane. one of the best in the league. Yeah, absolutely. But I do understand the concerns some people have because I have them as well. Um, obviously, the K, he's just so good that he's going to win some of these matches by himself. But I can see where people are coming from. Where where do you think people have them? The whole point. Yeah, like what do people expect out of this team? Yeah, four, five, and eight. I think that's a common common opinion. Yeah, I think that's a common opinion. I think top five is where most people have them. If not, when you when you talk on stream and you say like, "Hey, what are the top three teams in NA?" I think most people they go like, uh, "San Francisco Shock." Can't say Philly now. So I think they say like, "San Francisco Shock," Dallas Fuel, 
um, Gladiators, and then Justice is always going to be the team name that's lingering in that conversation. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. genuinely feel like people think that highly of the Washington Justice. Top four. Yeah. I can see well, where they're coming from with the support, though. Because let's, uh, thinking about what Closer has achieved, I mean, yeah, early on, I think, in his career, pretty good. But overall, support feels like one of those roles. We were saying earlier, it's like <laughs> with rookies, flex, deep, uh, flex support is the role that's constantly being improved upon year on year on year in terms of new talent support? setting the bar. Uh, what do you say, Josh? Do you mean main support? Well, I know Closer is main support, but I'm saying flex support as well. Um, but yeah. you, oh, you right. said earlier the uh, about the rookie talent coming in with flex support players. Yes, yeah. Um, and them saying, yeah, I think Bebe is going to slip behind. I mean, Bebe. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, out of this roster, I think Johnny, you've got a fantastic argument, and I, I can't alter whatsoever by looking at the the kind of DPS line, saying, okay, Decay's proven, but the rest of it, eh. and then the support line is is really where it comes down to because we've seen plenty of teams falter before in the past when they look solid, but the support line is just kind of mediocre in yeah. the end, and that's yeah. The I will even maybe. say, I think I have an above average opinion of Baby and Closer than the, like the community sentiment, but even then. It's like top three it's and eight. Super high, baby yeah. and closer. Like, yeah. come on! I think they're league average with baby and closer. I think they're pretty good, uh, more yeah, so than right. they've been given credit yeah. for. But I think they're still. about league average. But that's the. I, in fact, I'm not even sure that baby is. I think baby could get to league average, though. I think both of these players on a good team could look league average. But is that enough? To be able to, uh, yeah, I don't to be so. super confident the rest of the team's going to be way above that, which I think they could. Which I am. I mean, the tank line and then decay. And if they pick up another DPS, if they have decay plus someone else, I mean, let's throw Rascal's name in there just for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. But it could be, it could be anybody. But if you've got like an actual top tier, or at least someone who has the potential to be top tier DPS that you throw into that pool as well, and now you have one of the best tank lines in the whole league with Mag Fury Rear. And then you also have one of the best DPS lines. Decay plus anyone else competent is immediately one of the best DPS lines. You can get away with league average supports, I think. You think so? In order there's, to be top, one top four NA, yeah, I think you could. There's an apt comparison to this, I think, from last year's Gladiators. Although the tank line may be not similar, but I think you can definitely kind of see parallels towards it with... Uh, Big Goose and Shaz as like yeah, a, but I don't think the players around them were at the same level though. Like well, as we expect sure, but you you got like Kevster. You had you know space. I think is quite proven. You you have good players in this roster, uh, but it, the 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 mediocre is kind of like the league average support line, which I think Big Goose and Shaz were. Uh, is kind of where the parallels are being drawn. I don't know whether they were. Yeah, I mean, I I I feel better about Bebe than I do about Shaz. To be honest, like I think sure. that. I think that mm -hmm. they are slightly higher than the, the Gladiators tank line uh, support line from last year, but um, I I see where you're coming from there. I would I would compare it perhaps more. Oh, no, no, there's not even any point. There there, there isn't a great compar comparison across the rest of the league. I think. Okay, this next one is just. I think this is the last one we'll leave it at as well. This next one's just. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's mental. Uh, is this the Fair out of is, all yeah. the tournaments one? Yeah. Out of all the tournaments, Chengdu will upset Shanghai more than once. Okay, we've just got Nostradamus here, just making these <laughs> predictions. Uh, Hongzhou will be considered meta-proof, though never really a title contender. It's almost like a haiku. 
and people wool Boston middle of the pack. <laughs> not, a, not a sentence. And then QOQ will be picked up mid-season. Where are they pulling these from? <laughs> well, I, think, it did, I mean, it did say very little justification. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they said basically give us no justification <laughs> on why. I would be crazy. so surprised if QOQ didn't get picked up in the offseason. I'm already yeah. surprised that QOQ hasn't been picked up. I thought yeah. he was I thought he was very solid. Mm -hmm. Um maybe he hasn't been at his best recently, but you've seen a body of work from him that's promising. So I am surprised surprised that no one's taken a punt on him already. I will say this might be a hot take. It feels like some of the people who have been left out of being signed doesn't make a ton of sense it almost feels like some people like make up their own opinions like the higher coaching or like hiring staff and they're just like yeah there's footage of this guy popping off but we're not gonna sign him because this guy popped off in trials and like they oh. make up their own judgment it like i i no, i'm gonna i'm gonna speak up on this <laughs> i i don't understand how some of the like some great players in the past seasons have not been picked up for the upcoming season uh yeah, I mean, I to think me, it does not make a lot of sense. I mean, it, I don't understand it, what's going there's on. A, there's probably a lot of factors that go into it. It's like what they kind of deem their value is in terms of like pay, right? Do they have other players on the roster who have already played with this player who may know more about it, which is like they'd rather kind of give somebody else a chance. Uh, like if you're, a, if you're a team and the player you're building around are one of your best players, like is like ah, i've kind of heard like you know something about this player or that player that makes me not want to play with them like that's kind of how you can see that like okay but i want to get to a point where we actually make hirings based on mass match footage and like history and like player performance in tournament matches because that's what it comes down to you have to perform in the playoffs so i don't really care like if you perform in the scrims okay if you're in a trial with 500 people maybe the head coaching staff can make like their own judgment decision and be like hey this guy really popped off we see the potential in this area of his gameplay um you know it, it's something you see the potential in a player right and you can grow on that and you can make a judgment decision but some of these people being left out of rosters right now have proven themselves repeatedly in official matches and tournament play and actually have accolades to their names and are no longer being signed by teams. That's when it gets a bit iffy to me because at some point you have to weigh that more heavily than some of the other factors on people's resume. I, I think the... But there are definitely teams that are doing that. For example, the London Spitfire are, are rumored to be picking up, rumored and hinting that they're going to be picking up basically the entire core of their academy team. They haven't. That's I, an exception. I, I, that kind of makes sense. Okay. They were yep. dominant. Yep, that makes sense. They were dominant. It fits. They're the academy team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Florida Mayhem, for example, when we talked to um, Albert, he wasn't doing big open trials. He was judging based off match performance, and he was picking people up based off that. That's how he. Uh, has gone for uh, Slime and OG, for example, this year. Um, and then uh, we know that other people, like large name talents such as Sebi Obi, for example, they I'm sure almost, he didn't I mean, trial, I, would, yeah. I am sure that he did not trial for the Soul Dynasty when he's joined them in this offseason. I'm pretty sure that Sebi Obi and Animo have been picked up based on their prior history. So I don't, I don't think it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen all the time. and. The times where it does and the times where it doesn't seem to be a little random.
But does if it I just have speak to, to the... one thing, one asterisk, yeah. it would be that sometimes it's a bit iffy about whether what players gets released and are actually on the open market by the time some of these signings happen. Because there is a precedent actually in off seasons that some players get released, but by by that time, teams have already run their trials. They've decided to sign some of their players even, or like are in deep talks. And then a player is like, oh, this player is available. And it's like a bit too late in the process. Like that's definitely happened. So that will be like an asterisk if that is the case. But yeah. Go on, but I mean, I think you see some of those players that don't have to go through trials even after playing well, like their resumes are extremely strong, right? Like, like, our, like we, we've known for years what some of these players are at this point, right? Like where maybe if it's somebody who doesn't have as long of a resume and you have a player who you really like in trials, like you can kind of see how potentially you can end up with the, the younger players, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, who are the egregious ones of this season? Right, like, so yeah, who, who are you so, it's, like, egregious on? It's Janu, Rascal and Janu, Rascal, essentially, Mekko, right? uh, oh, QQ, well, yeah. like, that's just to list off a few, but, I like, mean, there are more. I but... assume, like, we, we've seen him be successful, but I assume, like, he doesn't have the same type of, like, resume that would grab you, a la, like, a Sabiel B or somebody like that, right? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, QQ out of those four is like one of those players that maybe like Janu, but I still rate uh, him highly Janu's based on his, the, you know, yeah. Janu, I think, is a bit surprising, but uh, I, I think Libero, you know, yeah, Libero yeah, as well, Libero. Uh, but I also think y you kind of have questions with somebody like Libero of like, well, why didn't he play a ton with like New York, right? Is there a reason because of that? Like, how does he perform in trials? Like, uh, because I, I think that as it, what you're saying makes sense, Johnny, but then also teams get burned by you know, paying somebody off of like previous success and then they don't end up playing at that level of play anymore. To where now you're uh, you're you're kind of stuck with that player. Yeah, plus sure. I think it's an interesting conversation still because I think yeah. the, even the fans are wondering like, hey, what's what's going on here? Um, yeah. There's also a long time before the beginning of the season to actually still add these final pieces, these final touches yeah. to your roster. I think mm. I, I was listening to an interview recently. It was a good interview as well with uh, Yiska at Gigi Recon was interviewing Pre, the general manager of the Washington Justice. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about his process of how he was picking out the players and discussing some of the off-season stuff uh, over there at Washington. And he was saying that there was basically a mad scramble to get seven players locked in because that's the league minimum. And then... Teams are just, it seems like, going to chill for a while and weigh up what's happening, look at all of their available options, pick over people very slowly and carefully because they don't have to make any rush decisions. They just oh. have to get the final pieces available before the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I mean, that's the way you would kind of like play the field as well, right? Like, you know, if, if you know the, the player hasn't kind of been picked up by now, like maybe they have a few offers, right? But you don't need to kind of like get there on day one of free agency. You can figure out like which of these players remaining like fit well into your team. And then, yeah, you can scrim for a while and try and find out like, oh shit, maybe I'll where are we weak? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and try and make those changes. Yeah. Where do we need to add as opposed to just blindly add and then be like, oh shit, well, we're out this player and we can't go get anybody. Yeah. I really do not envy the people building rosters by the way in overwatch it is a disastrously difficult task because yeah. while you are while you are trialing people right now you're playing x meta whatever you want to call the meta currently mm -hmm, or yeah. you know even if your trials have been going on for months you've been playing a couple of metas 
What what comes in the future is not predicated on what happened in the past. You could get a double off tank meta like we had for the first time ever this year. You could get a double. You could get a double main support meta in the future where people are playing L Lucio Mercy or something uh, moving forwards or, or whatever the hell. You don't exactly know what you're going to be prepping for this season. And so even even if you think you've got a very well rounded roster. You can't have really tested everything. No, There's no way park so fast. Yeah, so I really don't envy them making these kind of decisions I because as much as you can try, you, know, you no, like just it. Just do it. I just be, like just it. be, just be overconfident in your ability to create a team, and that's all you have to do. I do it all the time in fantasy, and I sure. keep losing. But still, you know, I love building rosters. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, all very easy with the power of hindsight to say that you know certain players yeah. were obviously going to be good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when you build them at the beginning of the season, you have no idea what metas are on the horizon. That's true, and I think to end this conversation, I think that's why we see successful coaching staffs uh, staff succeed and good team chemistry uh, surpass individual mm -hmm. skills sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. because Especially that sort of Overwatch. triumphs uh, individual skills sometimes. Yeah, especially in Overwatch, a game like Overwatch, very, very team based, as we all know. Uh, uh, next topic. Oh, Blends is player this time week. for Friends Player yeah, of the Week? Yeah, Blends, Friends Player of the Week presented by T Mobile. What have we got today? No, uh, Friends Player of the Week! It's your segment, don't Presented by T Mobile. There you go! Brent's player of the week, huh? How about that? Have you ever heard that huh. one before? No. No. You became a goblin. We've had that one in the <laughs> archives for a while. Yeah, I think that might yeah. be the first time we've pulled that one up. Uh, my player of the week this week is going to be going to uh, not necessarily the scientific community, but it is going to be <laughs> going to... Scientific community? It's not necessarily going to be going to the scientific community, but it's going to be going to, I suppose, the recent Atlantic discoveries that we found on the seafloor. We've discovered 12 new species in the deep ocean, and I thought this was really cool and interesting. We've, they have recently found, Christ. over five years of research, um, a bunch of new species, and they've discovered these little... Um, kind of environments, these ecosystems that exist at the bottom of the ocean based around, obviously, like volcanic vents on the, on the floor of the ocean, and they support entire systems of life underwater on the deep ocean. Uh, did you know also that we have more of the moon and Mars mapped than we do our own seafloor? That's yeah. another little, little yeah. fact for you. Um, we it's know kind of so little about uh, our very own world. It is truly just a, a land waiting for discoveries. There's so much we have yet to find. You see, that was that, that you see, if you scroll up real quick, that machine just there, purposely built, of course, to extract samples and whatnot, where no human can dive. I thought this was a really cool article and a really cool thing that, we, that recently has come around. I was trying to find some, some good news, you know? There's been a lot mm. of bad news recently. I was trying to find some good news. And yeah, we discovered a bunch of new species at the bottom of the ocean. And that's why it gets my player of the week, presented by T-Mobile. That's fantastic. And, wow. and they're already getting killed off by climate change and various <laughs> ocean yes. problems. So they were, so. They were also explaining the article... That, uh, you know, when we are making adjustments to the environment, when we're not really monitoring pollution in the ocean, we are affecting these delicate ecosystems at the bottom of the ocean. So we should Stop you know, polluting. do our best to, you know, 
prevent pollution, recycle where we can, other things like that. Just ensuring that stuff doesn't end up in the sea to change the acidic content of it. You know, make sure you're supporting things that, you know, help maintain these ecosystems at the bottom of the ocean because they are truly special and we don't even know the majority of them that exist. We haven't discovered them yet. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so thanks for tuning into this Overwatch podcast. Yeah, that's pretty pog. <laughs> recycle your plastic. You guys don't think that's cool? No, I, I, I think the concepts are cool, but all the the thing that makes that cool is the details. And you didn't give you us. You didn't really detail. give us much. You yeah. just said they found stuff at the bottom of they the ocean. They found shit at the bottom of the ocean that we didn't know was there. Brand new species. But, is that not cool but, enough? But for also, you? are there not? Are there not? thousands of species that we haven't discovered yeah, yeah because the the ocean okay, floor the ocean? is so undiscovered that we're, we're really pushing mm. the boundaries it's a boundary of science in terms of discovery like people think that right. we're you know born born too late to explore the earth born too early to explore the stars you know that's like a common thing you can explore yeah. the fucking ocean right now become a marine yeah. biologist for christ's sake so is the so essentially did you give them the award because they went to somewhere where we hadn't discovered stuff? No, no, no. And they I gave stuff? I gave the twelve new species the award, not the scientific community. Oh, Despite no, the they even, their they're not even aware though. They're not no, even aware I, we but, we're doing this. But I think it's cool, so I thought I'd give them my award. Bren right. gave his award to a fellow non-conscious, non-sentient being. Make mm -hmm. <laughs> <Got> him. <laughs> Checks out. Checks out. There it is. Ben just doesn't want to spoil the the game Subnautica. I actually haven't played that yet. <laughs> it's, it's very, very good. Very good. Yeah, it's very good. I need to. You play don't it. want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil yeah. it. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't we'll know why you're the rain I, some more. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the rain. Have you discovered Matt, anything? Do new some Fortnite dances. Yeah. No, I'm not do doing Fortnite. Fortnite <laughs> You've been practicing. Dance. You keep talking about do, it. Can so you do the Orange Justice? No. I'm not doing Fortnite dances. I'm 32. You did them a year ago. I, I was not doing Fortnite dances a year ago. Can we can we end this? What? Yeah, uh, okay. This is this show is over. <laughs> <laughs> Please come I, back. I want to <laughs> I want to um point out that tomorrow we oh, yeah, yeah, last week we said that we would be doing a Gauntlet episode. Um <laughs> And as you we can tell, it. today has we not been today has not been a gauntlet episode. Today has not been a gauntlet episode. But I did record a special second episode for this week, which will be coming out, I don't know, tomorrow. Should we make it come out tomorrow? Yeah. I have the power to cool. do that. Why not? We control um, this. Yeah. Why why would we post two in one day? I, I recorded it going out on no. Monday, on Wednesday. Tomorrow, from this date oh, of being live, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We gotta space that You're out a little bit. Farm the views. Friday, sure. Yeah, yeah Friday. 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 No, 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 no. What about? Uh... It's losing relevancy. The people demand it. Well, what about this? If you turn your notifications Wednesday. on for this channel and subscribe, you'll know exactly <laughs> when it goes live. Oh, yeah. What do they say? Do they say click the bell, like and subscribe? Hammer that bell. Hit the Smash bell. my bell. Ring, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and you'll know. Yeah. Like that. Johnny yeah, and you'll know. Bell. So good and dandy. Good you okay? Good thing we told them at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make a pin This has been a weird episode. It really has. Yeah. But it's, that's all right. Next week, we've got some fire ideas. That's true, actually. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that bell notification, and we'll catch you next time on Plat Chat Overwatch, presented by T Mobile. Yeah.
Yeah.